Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales. I'm Jim. Thank you for riding along. You can find us at babyboomertales.com or babyboomertales.podbean.com. I got an email the other day from Google Music saying they are going away and everything is being transferred over to YouTube Music. Now I've heard of YouTube Music, but I always thought it was just music you could download on YouTube. But I tried it and it is another part of YouTube. YouTube Music is very good. I don't know if automatically Baby Boomer Tales podcast will be transferred over there or I have to do something like where we upload our podcast onto YouTube. So we'll just have to see there, but Google Music, who used to be called Google Play Music, that's all going away. Stay tuned for further developments. Music can really remind you of things and people, and sometimes a particular song will come on and I'm not inclined to share it with like my wife, who it reminds me of. Maybe it's an old girlfriend or an old flame or something like that. It really has a way of stirring up things inside of you that are asleep. Now, I don't keep anything from my wife. I don't. I mean, we share everything. But some of those old feelings even if I wanted to try to explain to her why that feeling comes up, why should I? All it would cause is like a hurt or a wound or something. And I'm sure she experiences the same thing. And that's not not sharing something with her. It's just something that is part of me before her. And there's be nothing to gain in fact, it'd probably drive her a little crazy if every song I told her what that reminded me of. Now, I do a lot of songs. Oh, hey, that reminds me of so-and-so or such-and-such or some concert or where I was or, you know. You don't need to share all that stuff that pops into your head, especially when it's triggered by a song. Music is a very, very powerful medium my opinion may be the most powerful and so that brings us to this here are the top 10 hits 55 years ago that's the top 10 pop hits this week in 1968 number 10 I've got to get a message to you the Bee Gees number 9 Eleanor the Turtles number 8 Harper Valley PTA, Jeannie C. Riley. Number seven, Over You, Gary Puckett and the Union Gap. Number six, Midnight Confessions, The Grassroots. Number five, Girl Watcher, The Okayasons. Number four, Those Were the Days, Mary Hopkin. Number three, Fire, The Crazy World of Arthur Brown. Number two by O.C. Smith, Little Green Apples. And the number one song this week, 55 years ago, 
1968. It's for the fifth week in a row. It will be number one for nine weeks total by the Beatles. Hey Jude. I thought this was the Beatles' last number one song for some reason. But their last number one single hit was The Long and Winding Road. It was released in June of 1970, just several weeks after Paul McCartney announced that the Beatles had split apart. My generation was one that gathered at things like Woodstock and festivals like that, gathered in parks. Now, it seems that my generation, we gather at places like Sam's Club. This epiphany I had on that, I was leaving Sam's Club the other day after I checked out, and I had a buggy full of stuff, you know. And they check you at the door before you leave, make sure that you didn't throw something in there that wasn't on your receipt. And as I went out into the foyer-type place there, right before you get outside, and even outside, there were 20, 30 people my age just milling around, talking to each other. It looked like a sit-in or a peace march or Grey Panthers gathering. It was wild, and they were all about my age. I mean, you know, long live Woodstock. Peace. A weird fact this week. If you are going to dig a hole to China, you have to start in Argentina. Now for a little rendition of Forky and Earl. The day after Halloween, old Earl said to Forky, Forky, don't you miss not trick-or-treating on Halloween? And Forky said to Earl, Earl, I still have candy from three years ago when we used to go trick-or-treating. Earl said, Forky, I ate all my candy by the day after we trick-or-treated three years ago. Forky said, I know, Earl. And Earl said, Do you think I can have some of your candy, Forky? And Forky said, Just one piece, Earl. So Earl and Forky agreed to go over to Forky's house after school and have a piece of candy. Well, this conversation was taking place in the hallway in between classes as Forky and Earl were going to band class. And Earl said, Forky, I don't like band. Forky said, Earl, you've got to like band. Your folks bought you that new trumpet coronet hybrid. This is a public service announcement. I don't think they called things hybrids in the 60s. And Forky said, instead of hybrid, I better say that trumpet thing you play. And Earl said, I wish I played the French horn like you, Forky. And Forky said, you look more like somebody that should play the cymbals, Earl, instead of that trumpet. And Earl said, I know, Forky. I don't think I'm long for the band. And Forky said, why is that, Earl? And Earl said, because I've already been kicked out once. And Forky said, Earl, you just got to understand that to read music doesn't mean that you are musical. And then Forky and Earl entered band class, and Forky was happy, and Earl was miserable. I want to speak a little bit about things, good and bad, that affected me at the time so strongly 
to looking back, I was totally unwound and undone by such events. I think I'm a very emotional person, although the only person I ever allow myself to truly be emotional around is my wife. Once in a while, I'll show it by maybe a tear coming to my eye or something around somebody, but not often. I'm a little bit old school that way, thinking that a man should be strong in the face of adversity or happiness. So let me start with the day my first dog died, old Poncho. My friend Keith, my brother John, and I buried Poncho in our backyard, and I was so, so very sad. It was the first time I experienced death of a loved one. And to this day, I still remember how I felt. My next one, and I try to put these in chronological order, but that didn't work out because things popped into my head later and I just wrote them down. When my mother's dad died, my grandpa, and I kind of milled around town and kicked rocks and stuff all day until my mom came. They lived in the western part of Colorado by then. And she came to town. And when I saw her, and I walked across Main Street to greet her, I became undone. That was her dad that passed away. And I think that affected me more than it being my grandpa, by that being my mom's dad. Where would I be when my dad died? Another one was thinking I was in love with someone and finding out just one day that she loved another. Looking back, I think it was love, I do, but it wasn't what I would classify loving a woman today. Things like that shape you into life and help you along your journey, most definitely. Another one is watching my firstborn come into this world. I can't even describe. When I sent my second child, off to the mission field. We took her down to where she would have her home base for her mission. And as we looked through all of where her living quarters and all that stuff was, met her roommate, all that, and then left. My baby had left home. I didn't get a block away from the place I had to pull over, and I cried my eyes out. I was totally, 100% undone. I was so bad at that, my wife offered to drive because I was in no shape to even see clearly. It was almost like morning. And yet she came home and she left again and, you know, how kids do. But when your baby leaves the nest, there's no way to explain. When I had my first grandchild, the miracle of a child of yours having a child well, by the time the sixth one came along, I was an old season pro at it. But it still amazed me with wonderment. Another one that made me undone is right the day before I moved from my little hometown to Kansas. And I was closing out my mailbox there in town. There's no mail delivery. The town's so small you have to go to the post office. And walking out of the post office, I saw my good friend Dan. Dan was probably 25 years older than myself, but we became fast, fast friends. He's my golfing buddy. We did a lot of things together. And he told me 
that somehow I had to reconcile with my dad. Part of us leaving was a fallout I had with my folks over a business situation more than anything. And I was wrong, I was wrong, and I was stubborn. And as my friend Dan was explaining to me that life is short and you don't want to turn your back on people that love you and that you love, I think Dan saw an emotion in me that not many ever saw. Dan has passed away now. It takes a good friend to stand up to you and help you see the way sometimes. Another one, when I couldn't shake off the effects of drugs, I had a horrible, terrible trip on LSD, and it shook me to my very roots and was tearing me totally apart, and I couldn't get it back together. And then Christ came in my life, and I'm okay now. Another thing that undid me, when I lost my job I had for over 18 years, where I was a CFO of a company and I was blindsided, and I think I truly was in shock. I wrote a book about it. It's called Got a Job. You can find it on Amazon. It took me a long time to gather myself together. That being undone could have easily built myself back up by simply forgiving at the time. But my journey through that, and the book explains it, was my way back to finding forgiveness in my heart. Another thing that made me undone was my good dog, Maxie, when she passed away. I think it hit me so hard because I've made the determination that I would not replace her with another dog. And to this day, it still hurts. I am undone. Looking at my home and the beauty that God blessed us with. Just looking out my window when I do a podcast and seeing my pond and the old gardens down there. I see the trees surrounding. If I go forward a little, I can see the farm fields. I am surrounded by beauty here and peace and tranquility. And I can't even explain in words how that helps my heart. Another one that undid me in a way that I was happy and sad at the same time is when I walked one of my daughters down the aisle and gave her away to the man she was marrying. And the last one on this is at the family reunion I went to this summer. My sister gave me a little shadow box that had a picture of my mother and me and my mom's glasses in this little shadow box. She didn't need to explain to me that that was a part of the tribute I did for my mom about her glasses. And I almost lost it there when she gave that to me. And it blessed me so much. I think I talked about this once already. It blessed me so much. My sister was so sensitive and showed such love and kindness towards me. I could go on and on, but I'm, I've run out of time. Always be kind. It's the very best way to handle every situation in life. I will be back next Wednesday. That is my plan every Wednesday. Looking forward to it. Peace out. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Jim, it's Google Podcast. You said it was Google Music.